We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. This hour is being brought to you by CarX Tire and Auto. Online at carx.com. Ray, what's up, man? See, you got a fresh one. Let's go. Lawrence Holmes, noon to two on Sports Radio 670, The Score in Odyssey Station. Previously on the Lawrence Holmes Show. Josh Nelson of the Sox Machine joining me for the weekly Sox Machine hit. When you make a mistake against these great teams, pitching wise, the Yankees and the Astros, They hurt you, and they make games out of reach early, and they don't stop with this patient approach. They force you to throw pitches in the strike zone, and they understand, Lawrence, of what pitches that they can drive. Unlike the White Sox offense, which, yeah, they have plenty of pop, but they're not a very disciplined team, especially when you compare one through nine in each lineup. So that's one problem, is that the White Sox offense just doesn't have the same type of firepower as the New York Yankees do. The White Sox starting pitching is very good, but I think they're going to continue to struggle against deep lineups like the Yankees have and, like I mentioned, the Houston Astros. And, of course, if the starting pitching struggles and they can't go deep, well, then the bullpen's going to be taxed. And I'm really curious on how the rest of this series is going to go if this bullpen is tired. There's the ground ball. And LeMahieu, a lot of time, and the Yankees take the series finale, and they grab three out of four this weekend. Make me a bicycle, clown! NBA talk, Bulls talk, Cubs talk, White Sox talk, all here for you. Base drop! Welcome in. My name is Lawrence Holmes, and I'm here with you until 2 o'clock. Our guest for today, Tony Gill of NBC Sports Chicago, is going to join me. We're going to talk buckets with young Tony. And Chris Ranji is going to be on the show. I, Ray, have we talked with Ranji about him actually taking calls today? No, but I'm sure he'll love it. Okay, I, I just want to make sure that he's ready for it in case there are White Sox fans that would like to call up and ask Chris Ranji questions about the White Sox. As I was saying with Dan during transition, Johnny Cueto is going to get the start tonight as the White Sox start a five-game series in Kansas City. There is a doubleheader tomorrow, so you loved you love to get some length 
from Cueto in this game. It would be fantastic if he were to go deep into the game and not give up a lot of runs. But if he does give up a lot of runs, he might have to pitch all of it because why waste any of those bullpen arms when you've got a guy that you're probably just going to send down to the minors once Giolito is healthy anyway. So I'm just saying. We'll see. We'll see what ends up happening. The White Sox lose three out of four to the Yankees over the weekend. I'm still trying to make some sense about what Michael Kopech's start was. And I feel pretty good about, look, that start was not ideal, but it ended up, the place that you ended up in with the start was solid. And him battling back from a command issue, to me, is encouraging. Because that's a game that could have just gone completely sideways in the third inning. Like, you have the second inning when everything goes bad, you could send him back out there and then get destroyed, but then that doesn't happen. And I give Kopech a lot of credit for making him and Ethan Katz, because you could see Ethan Katz and him talking inside the dugout, making the adjustment and then going back and challenging Yankees hitters and turning it into a quality start. I will say that in watching the game, it felt like once that inning, the second inning happened, it felt like there was no chance for the White Sox to win. And that's a really discouraging place to be. I want to talk more about that. I want to spend a little bit of time talking about that and throw some numbers at you. And I also want to talk with you about Jose Abreu. I've got a question about him, and we'll talk White Sox next here on The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Lawrence Holmes, noon to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. It's time for the White Sox Minute. Tim crushes this ball. He throws the bat. The ball goes flying. It is gone. We're going to be Southside regardless. South slider. Hi, Mo! Go Sox, baby. The White Sox Minute on the Lawrence Holmes Show. 
The White Sox look for a series split this afternoon and a chance to get back over the 500 mark. Really good pitching matchup. Nestor Cortez, the left-hander, has been tremendous since last year. Michael Kopech still without a decision, but he's been arguably the best starter in the American League. Runners take off, and he forces in a run. It's 1-0 Yankees. 3-1 on LeMahieu. Only one hit in the inning. And another run coming on ball four. Kicks away, and another run scores. That's Trevino, and it's 3-0. That ball drilled deep to left, and it is gone! First homer of the year, Adam Engel. Donaldson runs. series finale and they grab three out of four this weekend highlights courtesy of NBC Sports Chicago Lynn Casper sitting in for Jason Benetti because Jason Benetti was doing work for Peacock yesterday and was down there in the dirty I believe that's where he was he will be back today but Steve Stone has the week off so there's gonna I think we have a mix of people but you'll hear Gordon Beckham this week do some color analysis and he's done fairly well with Jason as they've done games together. A split would have felt so good. It would have felt so good after what happened on Thursday and Friday with the White Sox. If they were able to come out with a split, it would have felt like normalizing for this team. But in this game, you had Michael Kopech go out there and in the second inning, he just lost command. He kind of fell apart, but he ends up with a quality start. It's a very strange line. Six innings, one hit, three earned. Three earned off of one hit. Four walks, and that's where the earned runs came from. Three strikeouts, but six innings. I think that there is a a lot to build on off of that. Like If you are someone who has bought the stock of, of Michael Kopech. I think this is one of those games where you go, okay, this, this, he showed you something yesterday. He showed you that even in a performance where it, it looked like he was completely lost, he was able to find his way back. And then, you know, White Sox pitchers went on a stretch where they didn't give up any hits again until Ruiz showed up. It was real it was a beautifully pitched game after the second inning. Cause Nestor was out here doing whatever he wanted with the ball. Putting it wherever he wanted. And he's he fits the profile of the type of pitcher that gives this White Sox lineup trouble. The other thing I wanted to talk about has to do with one of those guys in the lineup. I don't have a really good answer for this. I'm just working through this as I'm watching the at-bats take place. Right now, Jose Abreu had two strikeouts in yesterday's game. Right now, his slash line is 197, 272, 311. Jose Abreu right now has an OPS and league averages somewhere around 740, 750. Jose Abreu's OPS is 583. 
He's a negative .2 wins above replacement. And his OPS plus, which is scaled going up to 100, is is uh, average. Anything below 100 is bad. Anything above 100 is good. His OPS plus is 74. So everything tells you that he's struggling. Hardball rate, strikeout rate, what you're seeing with your eyes, what the statistics say about him, even the older statistics, like he's not even really driving in runs, and he's someone that does that on the regular. I don't know what the White Sox should do with him other than find days off for him, which should be easy considering they have a roster full of guys that need work and you need to be able to get Andrew Vaughn at bats when you have an outfield that's full. This is a way to do it. You've got to figure out ways to get him off his feet, and yesterday was one of those days. They DH'd him. What my concern is is a little bit more of a human element to it. It's something that I can't quantify. It's something that I can't prove. But what happens to a team when the heart and soul of it is bad? What happens when the guy who's the unequivocal leader, their captain of their team, is Jose Abreu? What happens when that guy probably shouldn't be out there every day? How does that, how does everyone deal with that? The White Sox players, the younger players, Aloy and Moncada and a couple other guys, Robert, I think too, they had this shirt last year. And the shirt was Master Splinter and the Ninja Turtles. And it's Master Splinter. Young Master Splinter with the baby turtles. And then that's on the front. And then on the back is them like carrying Master Splinter as they've grown into full Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We're there with Master Splinter having to rock a cane right now with Jose Abreu. And I'm wondering... Are the White Sox in a place, especially right now, where they can sit him for a series? Or, listen, we want you to be available to pinch hit in a series, but you need some time off. I was saying it last week that he looks like a guy that needs time off, and now I'm worried that it's more than that. Because things that we might put in place to be like, well, you know, Jose will will get hot. When the weather warms up, the weather was exactly what you'd want it to be last week when the White Sox were playing games for your offense to take a leap forward. So on one hand, that's kind of troubling for everything. That you got the weather that you wanted and it still didn't really mean that the offense was going to take a big leap. I'm not sure what they do other than make sure that they're doing everything to to try and get the most out of them. But I, I feel like it's, Hey man, take today off. Cause you can see that he's, he's squeezing the sawdust out of the bat. Like you can see it and it's, it's upsetting to see 
because we all like and respect. This guy was MVP of the league two years ago. And to see this type of drop right now, super sad. Chris Ranji is going to join me. If you'd like to ask Ranji a question on the score, you can do it about the White Sox. 312-644-6767 is the number. We're have a, like a Ranji postgame show right here next on the score. Lawrence Holmes, noon to two on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. We'll put Chris on for a buddy. I mean, we're trying. White Sox lose three of four to the Yankees. They start a five-game series with Kansas City tonight. Johnny Cueto will start tonight's game, and we'll go from there. Joining me on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline, Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book, is Chris Ranji. And if you're a White Sox fan that has been dying to ask Chris Ranji a question about the White Sox because you're used to asking Chris Ranji questions about the White Sox, here's your opportunity. 312-644-6767 is the number. And now the Ranger joins me. Hello, sir. Oh, God, not now. What's You're bringing me on now? Yeah. After all of that? Yeah. Remember that's that fair to me? That's... That's what you used to do, where the, the the White Sox would be like bad or something, and then you come yeah. on the radio, and then you try to figure out what the hell is going on. Yeah, I, I never had any answers. I know that's why I'm, I'm giving yeah. I'm giving the people over to you. I would like to get your thoughts on what you saw this weekend with the White Sox and the Yankees. Well, um, you know how last year. So my first thought was this how last year we did the thing all season long where they had a really great record, but there was that little part of you that felt like, okay, this is great, but they can't beat any good teams, okay? And I, I, I know last year is last year, but for whatever reason, when I was watching the four-game series, and I, I caught most of it, I caught like 80% of it, it felt to me like that. Like, this Yankees team is really, really good. And here are the Sox. And I know they're not, you know, they're under 500 right now. But it just had that same feel of, okay, here we go again against good teams. And they can't beat them. And I know that doesn't necessarily matter in baseball because, you know, weird things happen throughout a season. But when you get to playoff time, all the teams you're going to face are going to be good. And so you want to be able to, to see – your team do well against other above 500 teams, other playoff teams throughout the year. Again, doesn't necessarily mean anything. It doesn't necessarily predict what will happen in the playoffs, but that's the one thing I couldn't help but think was here are the White Sox, again, not doing well against the – This is a, the Yankees are a, a premier team. At least they're playing like one right now, and I, I don't have any reason to think that's not going to continue. Um, they may not be this good all year, but they're pretty damn good. So my feeling is this team, the White Sox, have to do better against really good teams throughout the season. We're, we're not even a third of the or Yeah, we're almost a third of the way in. Um, but I, I need to see a little bit more from them in, in, in terms of this, like doing well against teams like the Yankees, um, you know, and, and really teams like Minnesota, too. Like they're just going to have to do better. 
Jose Abreu right now, 197, 272, 311 for 583 OPS, a negative .2 war, and an OPS plus of 74. I'm hopeful that a day off will help him, but at 35, I'm starting to wonder, like, is is this what it looks like when you see a great player in decline? Well, I mean, he had similar issues, I believe, in April, right? But in May, he was a whole lot better, if I'm not mistaken. I don't, I don't remember exactly what his numbers were. But, yeah, I mean, when you get to a certain point, and, and Abreu has the kind of, of physique that you feel like as he gets older, he's probably going to break down a little bit more often. Um, and so, yeah, that does concern me, too. When do you finally say, all right, he just doesn't have it anymore. I don't think you do it now. Yeah, and I, I mean, mean I, like, I, how do you go about it? Like, how do you go about I, I don't know. telling him he's well, not and, an everyday player? Thing. Yeah, well, I, I don't think you make that decision yet. But but the interesting situation the White Sox are in is like they already have a couple of guys who could play his position every day. And they're younger, and you want to get them more at-bats, and it's harder to do that because he's there but because he's a Brayu and because he was just really good last season and he's got a track record in the last few years of being good, I, I don't I don't think you can make that determination yet, but it is something you have to start thinking about. You have to be aware of it. And I'm I'm sure they are, but I don't see them making him like a part-time player anytime soon. Maybe if we get to July and it's still like this or, or like the middle of next month and it's still really bad, they have to do that, but I just don't see it happening yet. All right. You ready to take a call? Oh, God, no. Eddie's out in Cicero, and now he's on with Chris Ranji. Hey, Eddie, you're on the score. Good afternoon, gentlemen. What's on my your concern, mind? My concern as a White Sox fan is not Jose Abreu. It's first of all, they didn't do much in the offseason. I looked at Harrison, Pollock, and uh, Garcia's numbers. That doesn't impress me. That's a concern of that lack of production. And we don't have a good, powerful left-handed hitter. And I think also, I think we have an issue with our starting pitching. I think we need another good starting pitcher. And those are my concerns. So, I just want so to hear everything. what you guys think about it. Okay, great. So everything <laughs> is, is on the list for Eddie out there in Cicero. Here are my problems with the team. Uh, all of it. Right. Um, Except for Abreu, yeah. who is clearly a problem right now. <laughs> um, yeah, he's part because he's supposed to be part of a, a, a potent offense. And I, I know you've seen the numbers already. I know you've been looking at them. But they are well below average offensively as a team, well below. Like, I think they're 24th or 25th in baseball right now in the WRC plus number, which is a pretty good, you know, indication of, of the kind of offense you have. Um, I mean, there are a lot of good numbers to look at, but if you look at all of them, they're going to tell you about the same thing. They're not hitting for power. Um, and you and I had this conversation, I think it was right as the season started. Um, it might've been maybe a week or two before. And I remember talking with you and we, we discussed, if you remember what Rick Hahn said, what the organization said during the off season, or it was right at the end of the playoffs last year. And his words were, and I I'm paraphrasing, but I think I'm pretty close to what he said. It was, we have a lot of work to do or something along those lines. Like, we know we have a lot of stuff to do. And granted, like the caller said, 
they did make a lot of acquisitions. Harrison is an acquisition. Pollock is one too, but are they good enough? Are they good enough for a team that's on the precipice of being really, really good? I mean, they, they have a, it's a very talented collection of players and you and I, I know we've talked about this before, but I think it, it bears repeating. Why not go hard here? Like, why not go like you're close. You're close to be, you're good. You're really good. You could be damn good. So even if it doesn't work out, you sign guys, you know, you make trades, whatever it is, and you make this team not just incrementally better, but you make it significantly better. It doesn't guarantee you win a World Series, but you've taken a shot. You haven't just said, oh, we're going to fill positions with this guy, and Pollock's been good in the past. And, and I thought it was a, an okay acquisition to get him, but there had been better options over the last couple of seasons for right field, and they passed on those. And also in the rotation, a pretty good rotation, but your back end is a little weak. Why not make that even stronger? What do the Los Angeles Dodgers do every year? They go they, for they're it. Like, they go to the World Series. They may not win it, but they go there, and they're like, all right, now well, let's go get Mookie Betts. You know, like they get even better. Like they don't, they don't stop. And I know they have more resources, but the White Sox aren't poor. I mean, they could, they could do things too. And I just, I wish that going into this off season or, you know, going into this regular season during the off season, I wish they had done that and, and really pressed the gas a little harder. Let me ask you about something that was a little bit strange that happened yesterday. And Chris Ranji's joining me as we talk a little bit about the White Sox. Michael Kopech had this bizarre start where first yeah. inning, he mows him down. Second inning, he loses command. He ends up giving up three runs and on walks. Then he settles back down and ends up with a quality start. You know, six uh-huh. innings, three earned runs. I do feel like it set the it 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 completely set the day up for a White Sox loss that second inning. But I was really encouraged by him fixing it. That 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 inside of a start that we didn't get the well we'll go back to the drawing board after the start and figure out what the problems were. That inside of the start he was able to fix some of his command issues and come back and, and go six innings when they really needed him to. That is the life of a starting pitcher. And if you can't figure out how to give a good outing or a quality start, or at least, you know, like, like six innings and four runs or something, when maybe you don't feel the best or maybe you have that cliche one bad inning, if you're not capable of doing that, you can't really live as a starter in in major league baseball you can't so uh, i mean the second inning it was a 42 pitch inning right yep um that's that's bad but the fact that he was able to rebound from that and give them another four on top of it and they were like really you take that inning out and he had a really damn good start yesterday but the inning counts but i think it is important for starters who are sometimes not going to feel right they're not going to have their stuff or they're just going to run into an inning where it all goes away from them what do they do the following inning and then the inning after that or if they just have a bad start altogether, how do they rebound from that in their next start and to me that's the mark of somebody who who could have a really good long career but for this season and that is of course if he stays healthy um but you know we'll we'll see about that um but for this season with him 
I think he can be really effective, and he has shown that so far. I guess my problem is we were going back earlier um, talking about reinforcements and why not make the rotation better when you had the opportunity, and maybe they'll do that at the deadline, but this is somebody who's not going to be able to give you like 170 innings this year. He just It's just not going to be possible, physically possible. And he's going to pitch really well for them, I think, when he's available, but they're just not going to get the workload from him that they really need as a collective. You know what I'm saying? Like, I do. That's my, one, that's my one concern about him and the rotation. Well, not my one, but that is my concern about the rotation and him is that they're just not going to get, they're, they're not going to get the bulk of work they need from him only because he hasn't done this yet. It's not because he's not capable or he's not good enough. It's just because he hasn't done it. And you have to build up to a certain innings threshold before you can throw that much. So I do wish they had gotten uh, better, uh, you know, in the starting rotation. But for for Kopech and what it means moving forward for his career, I think starts like yesterday are a pretty good indication that he knows how to figure things out when maybe something gets away from him for an inning or he doesn't have his best stuff for a while. See, taking a call didn't even go that badly. It went fine. Nah, yeah, I thought somebody was going to yell at me and tell me to go straight to hell. No, that'll be the next time okay. that you're you're on the show. So be ready for that. Okay. Uh, Ranger, have a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks for being on the show. I love you, Lawrence. Aw, you, buddy, you're the best. It's so handsome. You didn't too. say you love. You didn't say you love me back. I don't. That's Chris Ranji. That's not true. I actually, he's one of my favorite people on the planet. And that's why I like when he's just available to come and hang out on the show. Another one of my favorite people, a person that that Ranji refers to as Fish, a.k.a. Tony Gill. That's right. The former EP of this show who's gone out and grown up and become an adult and is about to get married and all that good stuff. He and I are going to talk basketball. Why? Because believe it or not, Tony Gill has a very interesting basketball thought that I want to expand on next here on The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.